Hey there, animal fans. So, full disclosure, uh, Jayla and I go a little bit off the rails near the end of this episode. A little bit more raunchy than the norm. Our norm. So, if you don't want to listen to that, it starts around the 53-minute mark, and then we kind of just keep on keeping on through the rest of it. So, listen at your own risk. We apologize, but only a little bit. Also, I apologize now. The sound quality is a little janky in this episode, too. Sorry! Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. Enjoy! Jayla's eating popcorn. (laughs) Yeah, sorry if you can hear my crunching. I should have tested that. (laughs) Jayla's got to eat her popcorn. (laughs) I'm going to be entertained, right? So why shouldn't I eat my popcorn? It's true. I've got a really good animal for you. I know, I know. Like it's a movie. You're going to be munching away like this animal munches. Ooh. Oh, secret clue? Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. All right. I'm ready. Well, let's begin, shall we? Welcome, animal lovers. This is the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. Munch, munch, munch. (laughs) She's the muncher. She's always got snacks or candy. I do. <laughs> um, and we're just going to hop right into it. Roll on in there. Uh, so Jayla's got our personal question. <laughs> and then I'll do trivia and you guys can know what this animal is that I'm actually really excited to talk about. <laughs> cool. I'm excited to learn. They're really cool. I didn't realize how important and cool they were is to it, our world. So Is it a... Uh... What did I text you about yesterday? The sand oh, yeah. dollar. Is it a sand dollar? It is not a sand dollar. Dang it. I just learned that but sand dollars are living creatures. Yes. And they're really pretty when they're not dead. I mean, they're really pretty when they're dead, obviously, because people collect them. But when they're alive, they're really pretty. They're really pretty when they're alive. Or when they're whole. Yeah. Um, yes, too. Fragile, so. I'm excited to learn more about those one day, too. Yeah. But I did not study or research sand dollars well i did add it to our list so perfect um ready for the personal question i am um so i'm asking this because i recently had this happen to me uh oh is do you ever have a reoccurring dream and if so and if you're willing to share what is it I have a lot of dreams. I know you do. <laughs> I have very weird and vivid dreams. I know you and do. And then as far as reoccurring, 
it's never like the exact same dream is always the same, but it can be like the same stuff is happening through it, but it could just happen in different ways. So like, instead of like me being at one place and I fall and can't stand up, it could be like, I'm at a different place and something else makes me fall. But I, it's usually like, I can't stand up. Okay. Like, I get pushed over, or I trip, or I fall into, like, a ditch, usually, and, like, it's usually on the side of a road, and I can't stand up, and I'm trying to get up, and, like, my family is leaving, and I can't get to them, and I'm, like, stuck in this ditch, but I, like, I just can't get up. That's really sad. So, that's, like, the only one that comes to mind that, like, kind of reoccurs. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, all of my dreams, like, I obviously have, like, sometimes similar-ish dreams, um, but never, like, reoccurring enough and similar enough that it wouldn't be, like, a regular occurrence. Huh. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that's your... Okay, those are, like, dream. my, like, real anxiety. I'm, like, having nightmares. Those are my version of nightmares. <laughs> Is when I just, I can't stand up in my... And I'm, like, trying to get somewhere and I just can't. I'm, like, stuck. I mean... <laughs> I guess that's better than, like, monsters or some of the really horrifying nightmares that people have. Yes, I don't have those. If I dream about monsters and horrible things, it's usually in a really weird way. And it's usually, like, as if I'm watching a movie Mm -hmm. or filming a movie. So it can be intense for sure. And I definitely have anxiety dreams, but never, like, demonic or evil monstery things trying to eat me. What is, what is your reoccurring dream, if you want to share it? Yeah, no, I, that's kind of what triggered this question. So every time, like around fall, when everybody starts getting ready to go back to school and like all the school supplies comes out, um, I have this reoccurring dream, and I think it's like a mix between a dream and a memory, because I have a picture oh. of me in like kindergarten, we went to the zoo, and it's me and like two other classmates and we're standing by the drafts and it, that's the picture. Uh, but in my dream, it's us, it's the three of us going to the zoo with my teacher. And then every like year, cause it happens about the same time of the year, um, we go see a different animal. So like we don't always go and see the drafts. Um, so we, like, sometimes we went and saw the lions or like last night we saw the penguins. Um, and I had that very prominent like penguin smell <laughs> when I woke up. And I think it's also a mix between like, I have to clean the cat boxes today. <laughs> ah. <laughs> like, that's thin to my dream. But at the same time, I was like, huh, I guess it is about that time of the year. That so- is so crazy. Yeah. It's interesting because that, yeah. that scene of the picture always pops into my head. So that's where I think it's part of a memory. Yeah. But that's every so year crazy. we see different animals. But it's the three of us. So it's me and two of my classmates from that year. That's so cool and so crazy. Like it happens every year around the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's always like that. That's so crazy. It's weird. Dreams it's are interesting. weird. That's my reoccurring dream. Like, the psychologist side of things, I'm like, ooh, I want to dive into this. I know. <laughs> but I'm also like, oh, man, what does that mean? <laughs> what is my subconscious trying to hide or tell me? I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an innocent memory dream. I don't know. 
Maybe you just had so much fun at the zoo because that's what triggered all of your love for animals, which led us to this podcast. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it all started with visiting the giraffes. Maybe. <laughs> and yet the giraffes are not your favorite animal. I know. Weird. <laughs> Interesting. But cool. Mm-hmm. Well, are you ready for trivia? Finally ready. ready to figure out what this animal is. Your first trivia question is... Well, I ha- your first official hint is... I was going to say. It is not a mammal, but it does have an A in it. Oh, man. See, I thought you were going to clarify. That's why they were separate hints. So we've been talking about it all week, about if it's a mammal and if it has an A in it. Yes. It, uh, it is not a mammal, but it does have an A in it. I looked up the spelling of it, and it has two A's in it. Two A's? Is that a panda? <laughs> two A's. Nope. <laughs> it's not a mammal. <laughs> um, okay. So here's your first trivia question. What animal does not urinate? What? What's wrong with this animal? <laughs> what? Is it a bird? It has to be a bird. It is not a bird. Oh. I know. What animal breathes through gills, but it cannot survive if it's submerged in water? (laughs) Right? Is it a frog? Nope. It's a good guess, though. Uh, And then the last question is, what animal bleeds Blue blood. Oh! Is it a squid? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would have been cool. I don't know what color the blood they bleed. Alright, are you ready? Uh, yeah. Do you want any more guesses? No, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready <laughs> Drum roll. It is an armadillodium. Separate AKA, from an armadillo. Yes, it is the pill bug or a roly-poly oh, bug. they have little gills. They do have little gills. And their scientific name is the armadillodium. It's like armadillos. Yeah. So one of the things I saw was like, if you put a shrimp and a kangaroo and an armadillo together, it makes this tiny little pill bug. Which will go over why. Because <laughs> they look like, they curl up like an armadillo. And they have, like, their body is more like a shrimp in the way that it's built. Yeah. If that makes sense. Where does the kangaroo And then the way that it carries its babies. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I'll get into all the specifics of later. So. Also known as pill bugs, doodle bugs, potato bugs, wood shrimp, chiggy pigs, penny sows, and cheesy bugs, and roly polies. Penny sows? I think that's my favorite. Uh, I think because uh, sow bugs or something like that are also a, like similar, they're cousins to the pill bug, but they're not the same thing. People okay. confuse them because they look really similar. But pill bugs can curl up into that ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so bugs cannot. But they do look very similar. So, so what's the name that you're going to choose to use for majority of this 
episode. I'm going to go mostly with pill bugs because that's like what most of the research had. But every now and again, I might call them a roly poly because that's what I called them when I was younger. Yeah, I was going to say that's what I know them as. Yeah, I know them as roly polies. But then while I was doing all this research, I like they were just calling them pill bugs. So I got really used to calling them pill bugs. So their common Um, name is a pill bug. A pill bug or roly poly. So the reason why they are called pill bugs or roly polies, roly polies because they curl up in that little ball and they can kind of like roll around. And pill bugs is when they do roll up in that little ball, they look like a pill. That makes sense. Some of the reasons they got their names. They're also known as wood lice or wood louse. Um, I know, I don't like those because lice creep me out. (laughs) Yeah, they're kind of gross. Yeah, so... They have a lot of names, um, and they are classified as a type of isopod, and we're going to talk about the most, well, we're talking about them in general, and the most common species, because there's a bunch of species of pill bugs. The most common one is the Armadillidium vulgare, is their scientific name. Cool. Yes. So, that one day you were like, does it have an A in it? I was like, I know one of them doesn't. But I don't know if the other one does. Uh, it's because I was like, well, I know there are roly-polies or pill bugs or potato bugs, but, like, I don't know, like, what their actual name is. That makes sense. Now I understand. And if you call them a potato bug, then it has a name. But if you call them a roly-poly or a pill bug, they don't. So I was like, I don't know. That's like lightning bug or uh, firefly. Mm-hmm. I mean, n- neither of those have A's in them. But if you were to yep. ask me a different The candlefly had an A in it, though, so... So, but yeah, so roly polies slash pill bugs. I'm excited. Um, yeah, they're pretty, they're, they're super cool. I'm really excited. They had like way more cool things about them than I realized. So like they don't urinate. Yeah, that's weird. Right? But it's really cool. Why? So, okay. So to start with their appearance, um, they are pretty tiny. They're a... (laughs) Sorry. You know what I just realized? What? We've been talking about, like, how your puppies pee everywhere. Oh, yes. But if you had a roly-poly, you'd never have to worry about them peeing on you. It's true. You never have to worry about them peeing on you. Because <laughs> they don't pee. <laughs> anyway. Now you can tell me about them. <laughs> It's a perfect animal, which I actually do talk about at the very, very end uh, if they would make a good pet. Okay, I'm so ready. <laughs> okay, so they're pretty small. They're about a quarter of an inch to five-eighths of an inch long, which is about six to ten millimeters. Um, yeah, they're pretty tiny, which when I first read it, I was like, I feel like that's bigger than I remember, but then I looked on a ruler and I was like, oh no, that's pretty tiny. It's pretty accurate. Um, but I didn't, I couldn't find anything that was like easily like around your household for you to like measure to see a pill (laughs) there you go pill hopefully not a horse pill yeah true be a big roly-poly um they have seven pairs of legs and two pairs of antennas they are usually a dark grayish brown color um so they can kind of be like dark gray or blackish or like brownish in color and then their bodies are oval-shaped, and they become round when they roll up. Uh, their backs are made up of seven hard individual plates, so they're kind of segmented. 
And then the main part of their body has seven segments with five additional smaller segments behind them. And then the pill bugs also have another set of appendages called uropods, and those are um, located at the rear end. And uropods are used to sense potential danger. Make a mental note of uropods because we're going to talk about them later. Uropod. Yeah. Um. <laughs> They're an isopod. Oh. <laughs> or an anthropod. <laughs> um, is that the new? I feel like, no, I don't know. That could either be a compliment or an insult. We'll wait till the end to decide. Uropod. Yep. Is that how they urinate? With a pod. <laughs> um, and then, like I said earlier, they have gills that absorb oxygen through the moisture and humidity. Their gills exchange gases, which is how they are able to breathe. Um, but they cannot survive if they're submerged in water. So they can't breathe underwater. They just need damp, moist places, and they absorb it through their gills. So Nice. Which we'll talk about why that's a thing in their history, which is next. So... What animal do you think pillbugs are closely related to? Armadillos. <laughs> that would be so funny. Um, I don't know. They're an isopod. Aren't there other isopods? There's a lot of isopods. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like a... Hmm. Are centipedes isopods? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to look. Oh, well, it's not a centipede, apparently. It's not a centipede. All right, I don't know. Tell me. So, because they're called pill bugs, uh, a lot of people think that they're related to a bug or any type of insect. But they're not actually an insect at all. They are a crustacean. (gasps) Oh, are they related to shrimp? They're related to shrimp, crayfish, and lobsters. That's great. Can we eat Uh them? Uh-huh. I wonder if you can, you can eat, eat them. them, which is one reason they're called wood shrimp because people do eat them and they like they just taste like a woody shrimp. Huh. Uh huh. Do they cook them? I don't know. They're tiny enough, and I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like. I don't know. Maybe I would just be too sad to eat them if That's I just what? picked one up off the ground and threw it in my mouth. I would also feel sad because they're so cute. Okay, if you type in pillbug recipe into Google, there's pillbugs uh, eat the weeds. Um, so they're land shrimp pillbug fritters, which requires an egg, creamed corn, uh, pillbug semi sushi. Oh, no, it's just got a bunch of different recipes. So there's pillbug fritters, pillbug sushi, pillbug scones. So there's plenty of recipes out there on uh, how to cook and eat your pill bugs, your roly-polies. I don't know how I feel about I feel like they'd have to call them roly-poly fritters and roly-poly scones. It sounds less gross. Yeah, kind of more cute. Also, if they were (laughs) circle-shaped. That'd be cute. Like, like they're a little curled up. (laughs) The nice thing, too. Okay, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they're actually a crustacean. They're not a bug at all even though their name is a little misleading, and they're tiny like bugs that people think they're an insect, but they're not. 
Um, so their ancestors lived in the sea, but then ancient uh, pillbugs crawled out millions of years ago and evolved into land dwellers. But that's why they still have gills, because they used to be in the sea. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So they're known as terrestrial crustaceans, and they're the only ones adapted to living entirely on land. So, like, other crustaceans, like lobsters, can kind of come out of the water, but they, like, still need to be in the water and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're the only ones that can be entirely on land and can't just be whatever. So, um, and then they are believed to have come from North America with the lumber trade, so they're not native to North America, and then the European species is thought to have originated from the Mediterranean region, so as far as, like, where they originally started, they're not 100% sure where they started, especially because they came out of the ocean, (laughs) (laughs) and then they made their place on land, so, and they're basically found everywhere now, so, um, their conservation efforts. Do you want to take a guess how they're doing conservation-wise? Did they just roll on in? <laughs> <laughs> they rolled on in. They rolled on out of the water and into the land. Uh, I'm sure they're doing fine. That's why earlier I was like, we're just going to roll on with it. I love it. Because <laughs> it was a little secret clue uh, to roly-poly. You can roll out, Autobots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. They would make such a good, like giant massive superhero yeah giant yeah true. yeah like a horse-sized horse size. holy would be like a really good thing to ride into battle with That's literally what i was thinking you don't have to worry about u- urinating anywhere true true oh have you seen raya the last dragon yes, yes. she's got the little roly poly yes i don't know what it is but he's cute he's cute He's cute. Alright. He's like a roly poly armadillo thingy. Yeah. But he's but. like fuzzy too. Yeah. He's cute. It's how you make a roly poly cuter when you have to make it that large. Otherwise, it might look more like an alien. True. Because it crawled out all the water. There is like a really big. Oh, what is it? So, roly polies that we know are like itty bitty. Mm-hmm. There is a really big one that's like. I don't, I don't remember how big it is. It's really big. And its scientific name, like the second name, it was like. Gigantis or something, and it starts with a B, and they're found in Florida. Um, but they, uh, they're they can't be outside of the water. They're they're still in the sea, water dwelling. So they're a type of species, though, of the scientific word for roly poly. Armadillo, armadillo, <laughs> armadillo, armadillo. It's something like that, right? Armadillo That's what it's going to be called for now. Armadillo, armadillo. It's an armadillidium. Armadillidium. Yep. Armadillo. Armadillo, armadillo. Arma. Armadill. Armadilla. Armadillidium. What are you calling me? <laughs> armadillidium. Armadillidium. Armadillo, armadillo. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. <laughs> Armadillo, 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 You try. Armadillo, 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 armadillo. I feel like I just used so much brain power to try and do that. It's not easy. Okay. Okay. So their conservation is 
not a concern at all. Yeah. They're not even on the red list anywhere because they're not even close to being extinct or endangered or anything. There's plenty of them and they're fine. Um, which is actually a really good thing, and I'll talk about why, because they're awesome and super good for our ecosystem. Awesome. Yes. Um, so, what do you think pill bugs eat? Blah. <laughs> popcorn! I don't think they, they eat popcorn. They don't eat popcorn. That would be kind of funny, though. That'd be cute. Um, I don't know. Little bugs? Other little bugs? Each other? Do they eat each other? Um, one of the things I said that said that said that said that armadillo armadillo. Um, <laughs> one of the things I read did say that some of the older ones will eat the younger ones, but that was only one one website that said that, so I don't know okay. if it's entirely true. And I'm sure that it does happen, but. Do they eat other um, buggies? Do they eat dried worms? They might. Uh, they mostly eat organic matter. So, like, they mostly eat rotting vegetation, like vegetables or, like, leaf litter, grass clippings, dead plants, dead insects, dead animals, fallen fruit. Basically anything decomposing, decaying. Gross. They'll eat it. They are decomposers. So, they're scavengers. They help everything in its circle of life to, like, they're really good for basically That kind of makes sense, like, considering where you find them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, so they're really good. They basically mm-hmm. eat compost is what it kind of equals up to um, and stuff. So they break down the decaying material by eating it and then returning the nutrients back into the soil, similar to that of a worm. And then they will eat up a lot of metals that are found in soils, like copper, zinc, lead, and some others. And then that will crystallize somewhere in their gut. But when they poop, they lose some copper. And the copper is actually a really valuable resource for them to live. So they'll actually end up eating their own poop in order to get the enough copper. And there's a specific word for it, but I forgot to write it down, so... But, I mean, by the time they poop it out, it's basically just dirt anyways. (laughs) Soil. And they need that copper, so they basically recycle their own poop for copper. Gross. It's like humans who use Um, their own urine for mouthwash. Oh, wait. We don't do that anymore. (laughs) It's not what I thought you were going to talk about. People who have, like, the compostable toilets. That, like, filter out people's pee to, like, water their plants and, like, their poop to for compost. that was a thing until you just told me. That's a thing! Just kind of, like, <laughs> I don't know that the mouthwash thing was a thing until you told me. <laughs> I feel like I just avoid recycling bathroom stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which At is fair. When I initially... <laughs> try to learn things and avoid those topics. <laughs> oh, so. man. Um, moving so, on. So, pill bugs eat their own poop. So, yes, for copper. <laughs> At least they're um, resourceful. They are very resourceful. Uh, so, they're able to survive in contaminated soils, unlike most other species, 
which is really helpful for us because they basically purify our soil. So, like, the soils that are, like, heavy in, like, those metals of zinc and stuff, them eating it and absorbing it, like, helps clean and purify the soil so it's better. That's cool. um, and then they also eat fungus, which is really nice because fungus, their consumption of fungus helps us or helps to slow down oh. climate change. We'd need more pillbugs. Yes. So the warmer the earth gets, the more fungus grows. And then the more fungus that grows, the more carbon dioxide is produced. So the more pillbugs to eat the fungus, which they, like, will, like, mitigate. There we go. Um, And they'll eat the fungus, which then releases less carbon dioxide, so therefore they're helping to slow climate change. This is not to say that pillbugs are going to be the solution to climate change. This is just saying that if we had (laughs) horse-sized pillbugs, we might be in a better place. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) We should get on that. (laughs) Instead of like a shrink ray, something that makes them larger so they can eat more, (laughs) consume more. And like purify all of our stuff, and like just send yeah, them to the and dumps. Drop you know? gigantic copper up. dumps, apparently. <laughs> but then they would yeah, clean it up. At least we'd have like copper sitting around everywhere. I guess. More pennies. Oh man, they'd probably still eat it because they would probably still need the amount that they need. <laughs> oh, so yeah, pill bugs are super super good for us uh moving on to threats and predators what do you think is the pill bugs uh, threat because we play with them as children and roll them around <laughs> until they're squished ah uh, kind of i feel like they're pretty durable we're not really a huge danger to pill bugs actually oh, which is kind cool. of cool it's surprising um, Because they're pretty durable, and they're pretty... They're not just always around us anyways, and so they're not really an issue for us, and they adapt to wherever they're living. So, really, we're not messing with them. And obviously, climate change isn't affecting them. It's giving them more food with fungus. And they don't need the fungus either. So, like, if we stopped climate change and stopped giving them more, like, fungus, then they would have other things to still eat because we have plants and we have vegetables and we have compost of things so we're really Joshes. not that big of a Joshes. danger that is josh <laughs> he could eat the cobudge okay we want to do that he was not wearing pants well good thing your your face covers most of the camera <laughs> so i was like looking at him a bunch like you just walked in here <laughs> and you're not wearing pants you don't want her to see us kissing? No, I don't want her to see you without pants. I thought you had <laughs> It's whatever. At least he knows it's just me. It's <laughs> true. Oh my goodness. Um, oh, shame. Okay, so what do you think eats pill bugs? Well, um, birds? Mm-hmm. Any other guesses? Other bugs. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. That's it. That's all I have. Cool. So, <laughs> you had the first and, and the last thing on the list. Apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah, and us, apparently. 
Um, so birds, toads, spiders, some wasp, wasp species, centipedes, and millipedes. Yeah. Um, they all eat them because pill bugs are actually really good for their nutritional diet. Interesting. <laughs> because pill bugs are full of nutrition. Yeah. Gotta get that um, copper. Mm-hmm. And they aren't endangered or anything, so humans really aren't a threat to them, like I said. Unless there's an inf- infestation of them, but I put that in quotes. Because they aren't a danger to be, like, for them to be around humans at all. Um, And because they don't contaminate food or spread disease, they don't bite, they don't sting, they're basically harmless. So it's not like if you have pill bugs in your house, it's not a problem. Because they're not going to eat your plants or anything. Um, cause they're not dead plants. And so if they actually end up in your flower pots in the house, it's like not a terrible thing. They'll just make the soil better and they'll eat the dead stuff. They don't really cause any issues. That's actually the other really thing too, to If they are an infestation in your house, the reason why it's a problem isn't because of the pill bugs in your house. It's because you have something wrong with your house, like a leaky floor somewhere or, like, messed up foundation, <laughs> and you need to get it fixed. Good to know. So pill mm-hmm. bugs means that there's a bigger problem. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. The pill bugs themselves aren't the problem, because I'll talk about it in their environment, which is next, Um, but they're not the problem. It's If they're in your house, then you actually have a different problem. <laughs> they're more of a sign that, oh, I need to get something fixed in my house. <laughs> so... So humans, we really aren't the biggest threat unless, you know, humans don't like them. But there's no reason to not like them because they're harmless and they're actually really awesome and really nice to have around. So if you get an infestation of pill bugs, then you could start a restaurant. (laughs) Free source of food! (laughs) Never fix your house because you'd have an abundant supply of ingredients. (laughs) Roly-poly fritters! <laughs> we should uh, mess with the foundation at our work and then we can start offering roly-poly scones. No, because with our luck we just get more ants. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Well, I feel like we already have that, for the most part, under control. And how we would get roly-polies wouldn't necessarily attract the attention of the other animals. Are you going to tell me how we can capture yes. roly-polies? Yes. Oh. Yes, yes. Now I'm excited. Okay, so, I will tell you how you can capture roly-polies and keep the mess pets at the very end, but business. if you want them to be in your house, <laughs> what you need is a dark, damp, and humid place, because those are the conditions they like. They like to hide underneath mulch or leaf litter, rotting logs, stones, peeled back bark. In the city, um, they like to be like near the foundation or basements, or like along sidewalks and in like flower pots. So if you have like um, somewhere in your foundation isn't like right and it's like leaking or it's like rotting or anything and you have, like, a damp, wet area in your basement or crawl space, Mm -hmm. that's where you're going to find them. If there's moisture, then they will be there. Um, And it's mostly them just trying to stay alive in the warmth because they can't survive super cold temperatures. 
So unlike insects and spiders, pill bugs don't have um, good waterproofing cuticle wax on their bodies. Uh, so they need to live in a damp location. Um, otherwise, they dry out and they die. So they need to stay hydrated. Um, if they dehydrate, they will die within a day if the environment is less than 50% humidity. Hmm. Yeah. That's so, so like our current weather yeah. lately. Yeah. So um, that's why they need to be like down, like buried in like the mulch or compost things and like, but they're not really burrowers, so they don't like live like super in in the dirt, you know. So they um, can't live without water, but they can't mm-hmm. live in water. Mm-mm. They're very picky. A little bit, yeah. That's what happens when you used to live in the sea and you abandon it to live on land. Yeah. You have, you know, you're kind of like in a weird middle ground. That's what happens when you grow legs and don't get rid of your gills? Apparently, <laughs> last time I talked about an animal who. Uh, lost their legs and now i'm talking about animals who gained legs true true if there's moisture and dead plant seed then you'll find pill bugs so they will be found almost anywhere with moisture and food source Uh, they're really common in forests and other humid habitats they live along sometimes the seashore Um, it's more uncommon but you can find them out there and then they can survive temperatures as low as 20 to 1 degrees fahrenheit and then a few, a handful of species can live in below 22 degrees Fahrenheit, which is impressive for those species. Um, they have a compound in their bodies that acts kind of like an antifreeze, so it protects their cell, their cells from completely freezing, which oh, is pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. And then they spend their winters in their adult stage, and they usually are, like, protected under boards or, like sheltering under debris like places that kind of like how a bear hibernates in a den they kind of stay like where it stays a little bit warmer um so they don't get too cold but somewhere that's still moist and damp so if you want pill bugs in your house you have to have a crawl space or a baseboard or baseboard basement that's got some moisture down there like under a sink somewhere that's got a leaky pipe that they can get in from the outside or whatever and then they'll be there so interesting and then they have to have like a regular source of food as well otherwise they'll like leave so that's why it's not really a big problem if they're in your house because just get rid of all the moisture right and all the vegetation and they'll leave right or they'll die because they can't survive in a dry climate huh. so good to know which I'll talk more about how to make sure if you don't want them or if you do want them, what to do. Do's and don'ts. <laughs> so, their behavior. Uh, they are up in those nocturnal times. Ooh. And their behavior is not a whole lot in it. They are just slow-moving, crawling creatures that just kind of hang out in the dirt and other stuff. And they just kind of chill under objects and don't do a lot to minimize... <laughs> water loss during the day and then at night they just roam and eat and drink and that then they continue to hide that is their day that is all they do Hmm. and mate yeah i hope so So, and shed molt their skin so and apparently not pee yeah they don't pee they drink but they don't pee not within their schedule Nope. Nope. Ain't nobody got time for that. Can you imagine how much time we would have on our hands if we didn't have to pee? 
I know I would have so much time. I would have at least an extra, like, 15 minutes a day. 15? Probably have at least an hour. (laughs) How much do you pee? Too much. (laughs) I am a camel, though. Like, I just retain water. I wish. I wish. (laughs) I feel like I always have to pee. When I was pregnant, I had to pee so much, so it would have saved me a good amount of time while pregnant, but otherwise I can hold it pretty good. (laughs) Maybe I need to just drink more water. Yeah, maybe you're not drinking enough water. (laughs) It's true, though. I really don't drink enough water. I probably need to drink more. Yeah. But eh. I'll drink it as I drink it. I'll drink what I drink. It's better than drinking mouthwash, homemade mouthwash. Urine. (laughs) Or uh, homemade copper. (laughs) Poopy copper. This one's not shiny enough. (laughs) I must re-ingest it. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so their life cycle. They are believed that they can mate throughout the year. They don't have just, like, one little mating season. They can just kind of mate throughout the year. And then this is why they're kind of like kangaroos. So females carry the fertilized eggs in a broad pouch on the underside of their belly. So, like, kind of like a marsupial does. What do they do when they roll up? It's just in their little belly, credits, you know. (laughs) Maybe they just can't close all the way. Yeah, you know. It's just in there. (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so just like a marsupial who has like that pouch for their babies it's basically what the egg pouches for the roly-polies i kind of imagine it being like an extra skin flap (laughs) and then when they just curl up it's just like another roll you know there you go yeah sorry yeah probably (laughs) it just tucks on in there yeah if only we could all just tuck and roll. <laughs> Get everywhere so much faster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so then depending on the female's age will determine how many eggs she has. And I saw, like, almost every website about their babies and stuff, like, had different numbers for, like, how long they carry the eggs for and how long it takes for the eggs to hatch and how many eggs she can have. They all had different, like, numbers. So I'm just going to give you, like, the amount of egg numbers that I saw. And then for time, I'm just going to say for a period of time. Because I don't know. I don't want to give everyone, like, wrong information. Because I don't know. (laughs) Um, But some of the websites said that she can have up to 28 eggs or 50 eggs or up to 200 eggs. So I don't know. That's too many babies. Can you imagine? Especially because they're so itty-bitty. Her pouch would be so big. She wouldn't be able to roll up. (laughs) No fruit roll-ups for you. (laughs) If we ever have a pill bug, I'm naming it fruit roll-up now. (laughs) No, you just name him fruit because he rolls up. (laughs) This is my my roly-poly fruit because she's a fruit (laughs) roll-up. Fruit (laughs) roll-up! Watch me make her do a trick. <laughs> like she rolls up. Oh, what is the other thing? Like the bubble gum by the yard. What is that oh, one? Foot by the tape? foot. 
There is fruit by the foot, but that's another fruit snack. There's like the bubble tape, which is like that really big yeah. strip of bubble gum, which is gross. I feel like I'd have to like all those different weird things. Yeah. Name all the pill bugs after that. Or just name them all fruit. Fruit roll ups. <laughs> this is my box of fruit roll ups. <laughs> you just pour out a box of pill bugs. This is blueberry table. fruit, raspberry fruit. <laughs> box of fruit roll ups. <laughs> I was in charge of the snacks. You can eat them. <laughs> They're high in nutrition. Get some extra copper. They're just like wood shrimp. <laughs> Crunchy snack. Snack time with Nicole. Snack time. <laughs> Nobody will ever want to trade snacks with you. Someone's like, can you please bring fruit roll-ups? I'll bring fruit roll-ups. <laughs> and you bring the packs of... <laughs> Can you imagine as a child you like to bring your pet to school? This is my pet Rowy Poey. Her name is Fruit. She got tricks to do. She can roll up like a fruit roll up. Roll up, Fruit. Show them. Show them how cool you are. Whoa! She's an anthropod. An armadillo armadillo. She's good for our ecosystem. And all she the other kids are climate change. All the other kids go home and they're like, "I want a fruit roll up." I twained her myself. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I would totally let my kids have roly polies as pets. I don't care. They're so innocent. <laughs> And if they get into my plot, my plot of plants. Your plot of plants. <laughs> my plot of plants. Who cares? They're not going to destroy them. You it's fine. have a plot room. <laughs> <laughs> and I never have to clean up its urine. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and it eats its own poop. Okay. Easy peasy. Cleans up after itself. <laughs> you can always just put it in the compost. It's true. And then it has a forever life there because it's got plenty of food, plenty of moisture. Oh. Instead oh. of burying your pet, you just put them in a cup. <laughs> yes. Oh, unless it's like an actual well, mammal. Yeah. Not like <laughs> if it was a roly poly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Instead of sending the roly polies to the farm or sending them to the compost. Oh, yes. Yeah. They don't live at the farm, they live at the compost. That sounds even more terrifying. <laughs> Only roly polies. All those fruit by the foots go to the compost. Or fruit roll ups. There we go. Fruit by the <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the eggs hatch and the young remain in the pouch for another period of time. Just like marsupials, how they like the babies will go to the pouch and grow more. And then they eventually come out, you know, like kangaroos and possums and stuff. Um, that's basically what happens with roly-polies, except for, like, so they have the eggs in the pouch, and then they hatch, but then they stay in the pouch. Because it's, like, this moist pouch for them to survive, because they have gills. Um, for another period of time until they're old enough and big enough to fend for themselves. And then they will eventually leave, and then they never come back. <laughs> they never return to their mama, um, which is fine. And then some species produce one brood per year, and then others can do more than one a year. 
So it just depends on the species how many times they can have babies within a year. See, so if that child brings their fruit to school, and there's only one in there, and it just happens to be pregnant. Yeah, then they would have a bunch. And then they'd just give one to every classmate. There you go. You get a fruit roll-up, and you get a fruit roll-up, and you get a fruit roll-up. It's like the Oprah of roly-polies. There you go. <laughs> You just have to make sure that your roly-poly is pregnant before you take them to school. You just gotta catch a lot of roly-polies and hope for the best. <laughs> um, They're all girls. <laughs> <laughs> In order to grow, they must shed their exoskeleton, uh, just like a lot of other insects and crustaceans. Um, they do this about a dozen or so times throughout their lives. And then pill bugs generally hide when they shed their skin, which I think is cute. It's not because they're shy. Sure. It's because they're just more vulnerable at that time, sure. which I still think is cute. They're just vulnerable. I'm not shy. I'm vulnerable. <laughs> kind of the same thing sometimes. <laughs> Fruit isn't shy. She's vulnerable. <laughs> um... But they don't shed their cuticle all at once, so they actually do it in two halves. So they will shed their back half first, and then when it splits away and slides off, then a few days later they shed their other half. And then, so if you ever see one and it's like half gray or brown and then half pink, it's because it's in the middle of molting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's vulnerable, so yeah. don't make fun of it. <laughs> don't want to hurt his feelings. That's right. Um, it's vulnerable i'm not shy i'm vulnerable uh when they're born they are only actually born with six pairs of legs and after they do their first molt then they gain their seventh mm. pair so yeah and it says that they're just very vulnerable to enemies at this time because they don't have as hard of a shell maybe i'm not entirely sure i mean that or maybe that they're pink they stand out easier i don't know less crunchy i don't know <clears throat> not satisfying <laughs> Uh, and then the average lifespan is about two to five years, oh. is what I found. So they don't live forever, but, I mean, for a little little guy, it's still a pretty good amount of time. It's a good amount of time to roll. Rolling for a good while. <laughs> He's got a good roll. <laughs> He's on a roll! <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, so I've got... The cool and weird lightning ground facts. Um, this is where I feel like a majority of my information all is. Because this is where it's like all the crazy stuff about them. Uh, so, I mean, I already gave you a lot of cool crazy stuff about them. But here's more. So they roll into a ball, as we know, for defensive uh, to be... Like, if they're feeling threatened, so it's, like, a defensive position, but also to avoid drying out, <laughs> which is kind of cute. Like a raisin. Um, yeah, and then some people forage them and eat them and say that they take, like, they just taste like a woody crustacean, which is how they got the nickname wood shrimp. Um, they don't urinate because we pee to remove ammonia from our bodies. They remove ammonia from their bodies through tiny little holes in their shells through gas huh. basically I so want they release the ammonia as a gas, gas. <laughs> yeah 
they release the ammonia as gas through tiny holes. So they, uh, yeah, urinate gas. <laughs> little puffs of pee instead of streams of pee. I just imagine replacing that all the time I spend tea with <laughs> farting. <laughs> Party. <laughs> you fart your pee. It's just air instead. As long as they're not like wet fart. Would they then be like queefs? <laughs> Would they still come out? <laughs> imagine if a man farted through his penis. <laughs> what is that called? Does that even happen? Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I should Google this. <laughs> oh, it is a thing! You can fart out of the penis. It's called... I don't even know how to say that okay, word. The fact that it has a word... It has a word. The passage of gas or air in urine. Uh, this may be seen or described as bubbles in the urine. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Nematoria? Wow. It's like pneumonia. Nematoria is what it is called it has when they word. fart through their penis. Nematoria. Oh, it's still playing. <laughs> it just kept repeating the word. <laughs> it startled me a little. <laughs> Nematoria. I was like, what is playing? Did you find penis first? <laughs> what if that was a noise? That was just on repeat. Search that further after this when I can actually listen to them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine someone being like, okay, I'm ready, and then like having to hold a microphone down there? You think they could just do it on demand? <laughs> Some people can fart on demand. Somebody gets paid to just. <laughs> I wonder how, like, how do you even suck air up in there? Because get... I know how it works for me. How much do you get paid for that? <laughs> how much do you get paid? <laughs> a penis fart on demand. <laughs> if that's a job, please tell us. I need to know. And how much you get paid to do that? Because I feel like you wouldn't just know this <laughs> unless you've been experiencing this. I don't know. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Well, today I learned. I can't. I still can't believe it's a word. Nematoria. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so <laughs> that is how they urinate: is through gas <laughs> to release the ammonia. <laughs> um. That would save so... me so much time. <laughs> I wonder what it would smell like. Oh, ew. 
True. Because <laughs> sometimes if, right, like pee smells like broccoli or asparagus. Yeah. So would then your farts resemble that? Or would they like resemble more of like an ammonia smell? I don't know. Which, when it sits for a while, can smell really bad. True. True. So. Huh. Would it just be more like scentless? Because I feel like urine, for the most part, like, doesn't always smell. I don't know. Somebody probably got paid to sniff a bunch of pill books. That's probably a job, too. (laughs) Uh, Probably. Just smell all the animals. Okay, so you remember Europods? (laughs) Just smell all the animals. sniffer <laughs> and I'm gonna take fruit roll up with me <laughs> I'm gonna smell all the fruit roll ups <laughs> oh okay it's code word for sniffing roly polies <laughs> oh. so remember Europods yeah cause Europod <laughs> Those little rear-end appendages that sense danger? Well, they are also used to drink with, like, similar to a straw. So, but remember that they're attached to their butts. Yeah. Oh. So they can drink from both ends of their bodies. These things are weird. (laughs) I know! They can drink with their faces, but they can also drink with their butts. They have butt straws. They have butt straws. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> they don't urinate, but they can drink with their butts. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the most uncomfortable this podcast has ever made me. More uncomfortable than Googling. <laughs> Human centipede? Human centipede? I. They might be the top two. What? <laughs> I just I find this impressive that this makes you that uncomfortable. We talked about like turtles. Yeah, but it's in reverse. <laughs> I think the fact that they absorb it and it's a straw <laughs> and it goes up their butt and then into their body and like I don't know if it goes up their butt, but it's I can't located nope. by their butts. No. Uh, yeah, you found the line. <laughs> I found the line. Apparently, it's butt straws. Butt straws. <laughs> Jayla's line is butt straws. Don't cross it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So I'm assuming you are not into what is that? Isn't that the thing? Butt chugging? What is that a thing? I, I don't know, and I'm not looking that one up because you already got me on human centipede. I'm, <laughs> I'm done googling things. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I don't know. I'm not a drinker. I don't know. You can what butt chugging? You think it's like a drinking yeah. thing? Like a, yeah, like a keg stand kind of thing. 
maybe, and then you like absorb it a lot faster because it's in your rectum. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's like someone chugging anything out of a butt. I hope not. <laughs> I hope that's what comes up for you. I just. <laughs> butt chugging in case you were blissfully unaware, which I was, and so was everyone else who listened to this podcast possibly, allows the alcohol to bypass the liver's filtering and metabolic process, so it drains straight into the bloodstream, and you're basically short-circuiting your body's poison defenses by putting liquor into your ass, is what Google says. But it says, why do butt chug? Yeah. Let me just send that to all my friends. <laughs> See what they're up to tonight. Can you bypass a breathalyzer from butt chugging? Yeah, because you're not farting into it. <laughs> Can you imagine? It says you are very likely you would you wouldn't pass the breathalyzer by butt chugging. Oh, so no, because it's still in your bloodstream. Oh, that makes sense. Huh. Interesting. Huh. But yeah, that's the thing. Gross. <laughs> and I don't think they use straws. I don't know what they use. I don't know anything I about it, apparently. you just have to pour it into somebody's butt. Like a funnel? <laughs> would you funnel it? Or would you just put fireball and just like... <laughs> Ow! A fireball? I don't know. Isn't that like basically a cinnamon bear? Yeah. But drink version? Yeah. Also, wouldn't it burn? Alcohol burns. Why do you think butt straw crossed the line? <laughs> At least it's probably just water, and they're a bug that used to live in water. You don't they're know. They're a crustacean. Maybe pill bugs get turned. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe pill bugs what? Get turned. They get livid. Lit. They get crazy. I only recognize two of those <laughs> slang words. <laughs> they all basically mean the same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Roly polies, apparently. Party hard. Know how to party hard. They invented butt chugging. <laughs> this is my uh, fruit butt roll up. <laughs> it's really good at butt chugging. <laughs> College. Take it to your college as a <laughs> as a show and tell pet. Colin and Barry be like, your child just explained the butt chugging. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, <clears throat> so now we know butt straws draw a line. <laughs> Don't go past butt straws. When they are sick, they turn bright blue or purple in color. It's because they're doing too much butt chugging. I feel like that would make them green. Or yellow. Blue or purple in color. Um, yep, because they have, like, it's the way that the uh, infection affects the way that the light reflects on them. Interesting. So they emit, like, a bright blue or purplish color. Okay. 
Um, because of their environmental sensitivity, they help to provide information about the health of the ecosystem they are found in. <laughs> Which I feel like is now just so weird to- talking about all the ways they're really awesome since we just learned how hard they party. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's like learning that I don't know. They're like the... Who's like a really good inspirational person that's like really changed the world and you learn say. that they like <laughs> hardcore party. Right, right. Like the smartest college kid you know and then if they were hardcore partiers mm-hmm. like the person that's truly going to change the world and then they just butt chug <laughs> oh my god! that's gosh. their calling <laughs> you know what you gotta work hard to play hard right go big or go home <laughs> <laughs> well they're definitely going big because they have two butt straws <laughs> um so to prevent them from entering your house, as we've said, make sure your foundation is clear of all of their favorite things, like decaying vegetation, moisture, mulch, etc. And make sure you don't have a leak anywhere, keep your crawl space or basement dry, and they won't have anywhere to live. Yeah, or, or anywhere to put their butts. <laughs> or fart their urine. <laughs> um, and then... So, that are cool. This, this makes it so much better too. The uh, animal symbolism, according to some people, of the roly poly bugs, is interpreted to represent childlike play. They bring a spirit message of childhood innocence, the enjoyment of just playing. <laughs> Like a child, their message is to trust your intuition or subconscious desires. I subconsciously do not desire to use a butt straw. (laughs) Or butt chug, for that matter. But I mean, at least their desire and innocence and enjoyment is all about partying hard. True. Oh my gosh. And they just roll away. So bad. (laughs) They're like these really awesome, environmentally great, super cool creatures, and we just we put them on a different level. That doesn't (laughs) mean that they're good or bad. I don't know. It doesn't mean that they're not environmentally awesome and like super dope animals. So, knowing what the Europod fully does of sensing danger, along with being the bus drops. Would you say you're a pod is a compliment or an insult? <laughs> you're a pod. Well, I feel like it could be both. <laughs> That's why what we were first saying, I was like, I feel actually, I don't know. Yeah, I still feel like it's both. <laughs> Cool. So it's all about context. It, yeah, it depends on context. If you're at the party and you're like, you're a pod, you're being a Europod right now. <laughs> I feel like that would be that would be an insult, right? Sure. But if you're like in class and you you like got an A plus on your environmentally awareness paper or something, <laughs> you're a pod. You're a pod. You're like, well, that's great. Or if you're at the party and you're having a great time, you're a pod! 
you're robots, you're robots, you're robots. <laughs> and they like chant you on while you're butt straining. <laughs> My last really random fact about pill bugs. Slash. Roly polies. On Animal Crossing New Horizons, yes. if you catch them, you can sell them for $250. Yes. <laughs> it was like one of the random things that popped up as I was doing my research was like Animal Crossing. So it's like, price for price for pill bugs. And I was like, oh, how much can you buy a pill bug for? You know, I was like, because you could just go outside and catch it. And it was like $250. I was like, $250? That's pricey. And then I was like, oh, Animal Crossing. You can sell them for two fifty in Animal Crossing. I see now. I like that you had to clarify Animal Crossing, not just going outside and selling a, a pill bug that I found on my porch. So I was like, "What? If that's the case, I'll go dig up like a bunch of them. Flood my basement, dudes! <laughs> right? <laughs> You'd be partying hard in your basement." <laughs> With them toe bugs. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, in conclusion, as to why pill bugs are great, <laughs> roly polies are just. Uh, they're great. Rolling with it. <laughs> they're uh, wonderful for our ecosystem and enriching our soil. Pill bugs play a role in decomposition. Um. After feeding and decomposing plants, they return the organic material to the soil so it can be further digested into nutrients for growing plants. They're also able to remove toxic metals from the soil during um, the digestion process. Pill bugs are not known to carry or transmit diseases and cause none to only minimal damage to live plants, and they're helping to slow down climate change. Therefore, pill bugs are awesome. And now we also know they know how to party. I love it. I love oh it. my gosh, which makes this also so great. You ready to hear about the famous ones I found? Yes. Bugs Life, Tuck and Roll. Ah, uh, yes. And if they're always butt chugging, <laughs> you fired! Uh, that's, no, you fired! That's great. That's great. Um, so, yeah, they're the famous ones that I found for pill bugs. And then, as for story time, I tried so hard to find, like, an ancient story. And I even thought about making up one about them leaving the ocean for the land and not being able to return for whatever reason. But I was just not clever enough, fast enough. Um, but there are a lot of cute kids' books about pill bugs and, like, roly-polies. Um, if you just Google, like, or go to Amazon or Google anything with, like, Pill bug storybooks mm -hmm. or kids' books with roly polies. There's like a bunch of them. Cute. Yeah, they're pretty cute. One of them is like, they can't grow hair, so the females really like to wear wigs, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. fruit is a pretty good story. Fruit is a good story. Fruit the roll up. Yes. Yeah. So. Sorry, I had to burp. <clears throat> oh, you can just pass that through? Your little. <laughs> <laughs> nope i'm not a pill bug nor do i party like a pill bug <laughs> a roly-poly i can't roll with it like a roly-poly <laughs> too much too anxious <laughs> um so my last bit is are they a good pet for you to have yes. and how can you have them 
Um, Flood your basement. So, if you <laughs> want a pill bug, a roly-poly, you can just go into your backyard and catch one. You just need a jar and a flashlight, and you just need to find one and catch one. And that's it. Um, or you can make something called a potato trap. Ooh. Which, how you do that is you cut a potato in half, oh. and then you carve out, like, a hole in the potato, and you place the whole side down in the soil and dirt, and then you just wait, like, a day or two, and then you go and you pick up the potato, and there should be the roly-polies, like, all over the potato, and then you can stick it in a jar. And then the best way to keep them, if you do want to actually keep them for pets, is if you get, like, a plastic or glass aquarium type thing, and then if you have about an inch of moist soil, like, peat moss is really good. That way it contains, like, the humidity, because it needs to hold some humidity into it. And then you just add on top of that, like, a layer of, like, grass clippings, leaf litter, mulch, a chunk of wood, something for them to hide under, and some things for them to eat. And then you can have all your pill bugs happily living in there. And you just have to make sure you keep it a little bit moist and make sure they have food. And they should be okay. Yeah. Put some straws so in there. Pretty low maintenance. Put a party hat on it. You'd be all set. <laughs> Take your pill bug to all your parties. Like, you guys don't know how to party like a pill bug. <laughs> They're butt checkers. <laughs> Oh, they got bus drives. Uh, no, that's, that's really cool. Yep. So there you go. Pill bugs. Nice. Thanks, Nicole. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> You're a pod. You're a pod. <laughs> I'm going to take it as a compliment. Good. You can't. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. And until next week. Don't party too hard. Like a pill bug. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Don't cross that line, armadillo, armadillo. <laughs> too many straws. Too many straws. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole. And Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners, so feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated <laughs> animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Kent Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until, Until next time, bye! What's my random fact that has nothing to do with roly-polies? This has nothing to do with roly-polies. It's actually pretty much the exact opposite. Because <laughs> um, it's about a gigantic animal. Oh! Uh, and it urinates. <laughs> I don't have the answer to that question. <laughs> oh. Uh.
yeah. <laughs> Just gonna leave it there. Um, cool. So the random animal fact I found is giant squids have complex brains, um, but they're tiny compared to their body, and it's shaped like a donut. Oh. Yeah. And it then, has a hole in it? Yep. Do you want to know what's in the donut brain hole? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's the squid's esophagus. What? The squid's esophagus runs through the donut hole in the middle, which means that when they eat food, they have to grind up their food really tiny. Otherwise, it's not going to pass through the esophagus, and then they're basically killing themselves because they, they can't, like, They cause change. brain damage, pretty much? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Who came up with that anatomy? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So. Let me just put a donut for a brain in this creature that's all gelatiny and make it swallow through that hole. Yep. Oh man! Do not oh mess gosh. with that brain. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> Can you imagine if the squid and the and the bilbug got together and they went out to party? <laughs> and the squid brings the donuts, <laughs> and the bilbug brings the butt straps. Cool. I wouldn't mind the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. 